Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast. Today we have a good one for you guys. Basically today what we have going on is our normal episode. This is going to be some unique stuff going on today. It's all scouting. It's all full game scouting. That's what we've been doing last week. That's what we're going to be doing this week as well. Um, you know, as you guys know, last week we watched specifically only NBL games, but there's some European guys that played in some U18 games, U19 games that we decided to tune in and watch because they're projected to be first round guys. Um, that'll be really fun to break down. So basically, we watched Spain versus Serbia, the U18, which is going to be a Nikola topic versus Andy Mara. Uh, we watched France versus USA, the U19 game, which was Alexander Saar, Zachary, Zachary. Rocher, Melvin Ahincia, and then we watched the only NBL game we watched this week is gonna was the Karens Terrapins versus the Elahar Hawks, um, and then we watched Bobby Clintman that we talked about last week and AJ Johnson in that game. So it's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of really great content for you guys, and I'm really excited to keep on talking about these guys. So do you have anything you want to say before we kick it to these uh, breakdowns, Chris? No, just let's go. Let's hit it. Okay, sounds good. So let's just go ahead and take it game by game. Um, so the first game is going to be, let's let's start with the first man on the list, Nikola Topic. Um, Nikola Topic is a 6'6 point guard from Serbia. Uh, when I think about Nikola Topic, I think hype. I mean, this guy is legitimately in a lot of mock drafts, borderline lottery or in the lottery, depending on who's posting it. Um, but my take on him was that I was amazed at how much I disliked his game, uh, because, you know, as somebody that was in love with Nikola Jovic coming out, I thought, oh yeah, it's the Serbia player. Let's get it. I'm going to be excited to watch him play. Cause I, you know, thought it was going to be interesting. So basically Nikola topic did score a lot of points. He probably had like 24, 25, 26, um, but there's a few issues. The issues are I'm extremely worried about his burst and vertical athleticism, I mean, it's really, really slow. He's, like, just barely fast enough and strong enough to get to the rim at these levels. And the sad thing about his game is, yeah, he does finish at the rim well, but that's, like, 90% of his scoring. Uh, it's that The bag isn't there outside of that. There's no, like, perimeter shot creation for himself. There's not an extremely fluid mid-range pull-up jump, jump shot. There's no mid-range game. There's no, oh, I'm 6'6", six, six, I'm going to post smaller guards. There's nothing there. It is just finishing at the rim 
and shooting open threes. There is nothing in between. There's no shot creation there. Um, you know what I mean? And the tough thing is when you're reliant on scoring on the rim at this level and you're not overly athletic, it's going to be tough for you to do it a lot in the NBL. Um, in the NBA. Uh, and I really don't really see any shot creation for himself. And the tough thing about Nikola Topic is he's not going to be better than one of the best players on every 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 team's got world-class ball handlers and world-class pick-and-roll decision makers where we have Jalen Green on the team, we have Fred Van Fiedel on the team. It's going to be tough for him to get the volume of pick-and-rolls that he gets in Serbia because he's getting 90% of them. But in the NBA, he's going to probably get like 20 and 10%. And the tough thing about his lack of burst and athletic gifts is this guy can't get past anybody without a screen. Okay, this is... This guy just if he has to if he gets past the ball on the wing and you say, Okay, Nicola Topic, go beat uh Grant Williams off the dribble and go score at the rim. He couldn't do it. He 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 just can't do it. There is no burst there. There's no athletic gifts there. It's a real issue because what is he going to do when he doesn't have the ball in his hands? It's not going to do much. Um he's also defensively somebody you can attack. He's pretty slow. He's easy to attack um you know what i mean it's it's just so like i was not expecting you know such a absent back it's it's just volume and his good finishing for the level that has led to the efficiency in the good numbers he has a good stat sheet i mean the guy will finish games with 26 a game 25 in a game 24 in a game and he'll look good on the stat sheet but in the eye test he's not nothing's too special i I, I'm thinking early second round draft pick at this moment in time, best case scenario, backup point guard in the NBA. That's my take so far, Nikola Topic. So, Chris, what's your take on uh, Nikola Topic? Um, first things first, I believe we watched the 18 year olds, correct? That was he, he played with 18 year olds? Yes. yes. So, we got to give this man a little bit of grace. Um, I understand you. <laughs> I mean, the other guy who played, he gets no grace. You know what I mean? We're going to get to him later. But this guy, we're going to give him some grace because um, Nikola Jokic, and I'm sorry, before we get, go forward, is mm-hmm. Topic. Topic, yeah. Topic. It's Nikola Topic. topic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's, um, yeah, we're not going to like really, really crap on him that much. Well, I'm not, in, in, not yet. Um, mm-hmm. because he's only 18. I'm going to give him some grace. Um, okay. And I also want to say, like, because, like, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, those are some very slow, methodical players. And that slow kind of play is really common in the European among, like, some of their good players. Like, we weren't, like, completely blown away. You know what I mean? But uh, we were blown away by Luka Doncic's scoring ability, his passing ability, his vision. You know what I mean? We've seen some things like that. But he was also very slow. You know what I mean? He's also kind of a bulkier bill. Jokic is an extreme. He's not running up the court and beating anybody down the court. He's very slow, methodical, gets to his spots and scores. That's kind of what Topic does. He does that very well. You, you mentioned it earlier that he's a rim runner, basically, is that, you know, all of his puckets are, you know, is just his finishing ability at the rim. But it's nothing too special. But I think that if we're going to give him a little bit of grace because he's only 18 and that bag can be developed, he still has time. Um, it's not like he's going to be drafted this year. You know, it's not like he's going to be, dra- you know, like hopefully not. Maybe they'll give him another year in the NBA to kind of develop a little bit because they'll see the things that we're that you were talking about, you know what I mean, and give him just a little bit more grace and not to try to throw him into a position right now. If he's thrown into a position right now, I think that he would fail. 
I think that he would become like I mean draft being drafted isn't fail isn't failing but I feel like he will bust out of the league very soon because he doesn't have many and he doesn't have many of the gifts needed to succeed in the league mm-hmm. um, at this point. I mean, you can run the rim all you want to, but if you got a seven foot tall Anthony Davis down there, you're not getting anywhere if you don't have if you yeah. don't have anything else outside that. If you can't stop yeah. on a diamond, pull up and hit a jumper, or you can't shoot, you know, shot create for yourself or your team on the arc. I'm not saying yeah. that he can't because I did see a couple cool passes. That I was like, wow, you know, he does have a little bit of vision there. Um, I do think no, that's no, definitely. very common in those European leagues as well. Um, but like I said, I'm just going to give him a little bit of grace. I would say that I don't completely disagree, but I'm not going to put him at his current, where he is currently, because I don't want to see him bust out the league. I would mm-hmm. say that he should stay in the NBL at least one or two more years and try to go out when he has a deeper bag. Maybe he should go undrafted. And then kind of like mm-hmm. go to like one of those teams like the Heat or something like that. Yeah. Instead of trying to go into the draft and not really being able to showcase. I know that we might see this guy again later on down the line. Yeah. But as of right now, I would prefer for him to go undrafted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. I, I agree with you. And yeah, we will be watching more games of him and uh, another player that I can't think of right now, top of my head, that are both playing in KK Basket in Serbia that uh, we, we found some YouTube full games of. So they'll be hitting that next week. So you'll see more of Nicola topic. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready to uh, move it on to the next guy in the game that we both love so much? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, the other guy that played for Spain in the game was Andy Mara. He's a guy that's supposed to be a top 10 draft pick. Um, he's going to be playing for UCLA, so uh, it's not like we're going to have to be hunting for a bunch of international games there uh, after this. Uh, so basically, Andy Mara is a 7'3 center from Spain. Uh, played against Nikola Topic in that game. He's somebody that... I think is extremely overrated. This guy is, I, I've never seen an eighteen, no, eighteen year old move that slow. Like it was just impressive how slow and decrepit he looks. I, I wrote down looks like a forty two year old Kareem. Like he, when people are running up and down the court, it takes him eight seconds to get from one end of the rim to go post up. <laughs> Okay, um, it's a lazy. It's just so gosh darn lazy. I, I, I've never seen a seven foot three center get boxed out and outworked so much that he's Andy Morrow's on the sideline, uh, like be- behind his rim, getting pushed off at the out of bounds line. Never seen that get pushed out, uh, boxed out so much he gets pushed out basically. Uh, underneath the rim like out of bounds like you're about to throw in a pass like it was insane like there he could have had five to six more rebounds if he was somebody that put in some effort to try to get, get some balls uh it's just abysmal how slow and lack and lazy and lackadaisical he just you know moves uh he he doesn't have anywhere close to good enough of a post game to post in the nba there's like eight to twelve dudes, man, that post in the NBA. Alperen Sagoons of the world, Jonas Valanciunas of the world, right? Cat, Nikola Vucevic, right? There's some guys that do post in the NBA, right? It does happen, especially, you know what I mean. But 
this guy doesn't have the skill, the footwork, the want to at all to do that in the NBA. He's not good enough. He is not good enough to be efficient like that, like the other guys are. Um, he's not going to do it in the NBA. I'd be great at it at the NBA. It was crazy, too, because it was all I saw was a hook shot. Like, no fadeaways, no, you know, in the mid post, no nothing. Like, it's just crazy. No spin moves. No, it's just it's it's high school level post skill. No, middle school level post skill where all you know is a hook shot. Like, I learned a hook shot in middle school. Like, that's it. That's that's it. It's amazing how raw he is. Um, he they he can't switch defensively. Dear goodness, he, people will Steph Curry will drop forty if a center like this plays him. It, it's it's abysmal how bad he moves his on on the perimeter and things of that nature. But like a guy like this, you would think in theory would be able to defend the rim. He's seven foot three. Well, no, because he's so lazy. He lets everybody else live at the rim. It's like you, please, please go finish, go finish at the rim. He's like a waiter at a restaurant. Just please, please, sir. The, the customer's always right. Go, go, go get my rim. He he Rick doesn't try to he de- <laughs> he doesn't care about defending it at all. He doesn't have the energy. He doesn't have the want to. He doesn't really under seem like he understands what he's doing. There there's there's a lack of want and fire in this guy. This guy this guy at seven foot three playing against that level of competition should have looked so much more dominant, right? Especially as a top ten pick. Where would people get getting this from? He's a pretty okay passer, but it's not like his passing so great that it's going to make up for his lack of, I can't post, I can't shoot. Oh, and yeah, this guy can't shoot outside of two feet outside of the rim. Uh, he he looks like not a shooter at all. Can't shoot a mid-range shot, can't shoot a, dear goodness, don't even talk to me about a three-point shot. He just doesn't look like he cares much about the game of basketball. Uh, it's just body language is all negative, and you know what I mean? He is just... And a, people are comparing him to Pau Gasol. What are these comparisons coming from? Pau Gasol? Have we seen Pau Gasol in the post? Have we seen Pau Gasol's butter mid-range shot? I guess we ha- I guess we completely forget about the Hall of Famer known as Pau Gasol. Because this is ridiculous. This needs to stop. This this guy in my my mock in my grade right now. I have early second round draft pick because People take shots on centers in the like second round and say, okay, it's a boomer bust guy. Now, I personally wouldn't because to be a guy with a high upside, he has to work, right? He has to have the work ethic. And he doesn't play like he loves the game of basketball. He plays like he's been told his whole life that he's better than everybody else. And he has a lazy-ass skill set. It's just I can't help but saying it. I He would drive me insane if I was his coach. Insane. I'd sit him. <laughs> You're seven three, and you're giving up rebounds to the six eleven thin piece of cardboard. This guy who's super thin that's eighteen. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're sitting on the bench. I don't don't even know what we're talking about here. Oh my goodness, he would make me so angry. So that's my take on Andy Mara. What's your take on him? Um, so I believe we got spoiled with like players like Wimby, you know, yeah. Chet Holmgren to an extent, uh, Alexander Saar. We got really, really, really spoiled. Giannis. 
really, really, really spoiled Anthony Davis because we have these tall people in the league, you know what I mean, and outside of the league who are who are like they show us so much that when we see something that doesn't quite add up to that, we immediately become critical of it, right? Not saying that we're critical in the wrong sense, but we're more critical of it because we've seen what players with height are should be able to do and have been able to do, you know, especially at the highest level, which would be the NBA. Um, Now, with that being said, uh, Andy Mara is one of those guys, absolutely, that was like probably in height, who probably like got really, really tall in middle school. And everybody yeah. was like, oh, he's just like the best because all he has to do is just drop the basket in the ball. He's taller than every- I mean, the yep. ball in the basket because he's taller than everybody. And he still carries that kind of mentality with him now because he's like, yes. oh, I'm just super tall and like I really don't have to do too much because I'm just able to just always drop the ball in the basket because I'm tall, yeah. taller than everybody. Mm-hmm. But now when you're playing against, players who have a higher who have more of a skill set you know who players with more with more of their bag with more physicality more want to more determination more dog in them than what yeah. you have always had then you run into problems and that's what we've yes. seen during this game i mean I, I really don't honestly don't need to watch anymore other than this game to know exactly what kind of player this is going to be <laughs> um this is not going to be a very good basketball player if he gets drafted to be strictly off of his height he is very slow yeah. he doesn't have any moves he doesn't have a a box full of moves. Not saying that Giannis no. has a box full of moves, but Giannis is athletic. This guy is an athletic. Yeah. He's, he's very slow. He doesn't have a want to. He don't have no dog in him. No dog whatsoever. You know what I mean? He, he don't have a um, a mid-range shot. He can't do anything else. I mean, he's a lackadaisical defender, and all defending takes his effort. That's all it really takes is a want to defend. So with that being said, I would give this guy an inch of grace. Just because he's been that guy, I feel like he's been that superstar for so long, and it's kind of like, you know, like not really on the superstar level, but I feel like because of like how tall he was, he's always been like that kind of guy yeah. who like always been taller, and then he, you know, he felt like he was better because he was taller. That's what people used to tell him. Um, yeah, I give him just an inch of grace. I would say this is another guy I would expect to not go drafted, right? To not draft and to improve. Mm-hmm. Not draft, improve. Because just because you get to the I NBA doesn't mean anything. You should. You don't want because you can bust out. Look at Darko Milicic. <laughs> these these players. Sure. This is European player of European descent. You know. Look at um Adam Morrison. He was the greatest college basketball player almost ever, he and really he busted out the NBA. Anthony yeah. Anthony Bennett busted out the NBA. Was supposed to be the next coming of like some of. Well, I mean, I forgot who he's supposed to be next coming of, but he busted out the NBA. So many busts. Yeah. And I'm just saying, just give it more time. If he's going to UCLA, perfect. Maybe that coach there, you. they have a great program. You ready to there. kick us to the next game? In. They can whip him in the shape. <laughs> At UCLA, let's go. All right. Sounds good. We're going to go ahead and kick it to the next game. The next game was uh, France versus USA, the new nineteen game. So the first man up in that list is going to be Alexander Saar. Um, Alexander Saar is with somebody who talked about last week as well. So this is our second full game. So, you know, I definitely feel like Alexander Saar played less aggressive scoring-wise. Um, there wasn't a ton of tape of him being aggressive scoring-wise. He was still really good at defending the rim. He was still really good at rebounding. He was still really being super freaky and switchable. Um, you know what I mean? Shooting that three-point shot. I definitely feel like something that was gained from this game outside of what we've seen so far is his passing got cemented more as a playmaker. You saw him make a lot more passes than you didn't 
the NBL so far that we've seen. Um, he's just still so freaky. He's still super smooth. He's still got a good handle. He's still got good foot speed. He's still got all this stuff that we loved about him. And I personally still have him as my number one guy. Um, but, I, you know, there wasn't a ton of him being aggressive and scoring. So there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, he still looked pretty freaky in this game. So what do you think about Alex and Alex Sar? Oh, yeah, Alex Sar. Yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty much on the same train where I was like, I've yeah. seen – oh, I didn't see it a lot, but I've seen mm-hmm. enough um, from the last game. I saw a lot more. But one thing I will touch on is that I was able to truly, truly see and pinpoint his defensive capabilities. Like, he was like – defensively i think he had like some early blocks in the game mm-hmm. which i was like okay all right this guy can truly be a shot blocker i didn't see he yeah. wasn't very aggressive offensively but yeah. i did see some passing some flashes of passing you know we've already yeah. talked about this before but it's really what i really was wanted to like what i really seen and i was like wow was just his his defensive capabilities i was like now mm-hmm. i'm starting to truly truly see you know that bam out of bio kind of comparison like truly truly like pin it down because i'm able to yeah. see it now um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not uh, Bam. What's the other, uh, shoot, what is the guy who used to beat? Defensively, my comp was Claxton. Claxton, Claxton, yeah. Claxton does, like, the same thing, because he's, yeah. like, defensive guard. I mean, defensive, like, center for, yeah. um, so, yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. Claxton. Yeah. Sounds good. You ready to kick it to the next guy? Let's go. Next man up in this U18 game is Zachary Richer. This is a six foot eight small forward from France. Um, we saw him play in one full game against Spain. He has beautiful jump shot form. His you see his three point shot and it looks beautiful, well crafted, and it's a little quicker hey. jump shot. Like he's really just got pretty form and it looks like he's a shooter. Um he understands how to move off ball and you know move to open spaces off ball as well to allow teammates that are have the ball on the other end of the court to attack the 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 rim or do whatever play they're running most efficiently um he's an above average nba defender he definitely moves pretty well not like overly gifted but there's some pretty good movement there you know the only thing that i wish i would have seen more is driving to the rim it doesn't really look like he has a super reliable hand handle um and his ability to get to the rim is a question mark and that's important because he's going to need to prove that he can attack closeouts in the um in his tape just because he's going to be a 3d guy and you need to be able to attack closeouts in the NBA. Um, so right now I have him at the 22 to 26 range because the three point shot is amazing. But the question about the ability to attack the rim is definitely a question mark and him not being a world-class defender just can't put him much higher because there's just no shot creation outside of his standstill three point shooting. So that's my take on Zachary Richard, six foot eight from France. So what's your take, Chris? Oh, I still have one question because uh, I'm not sure. Um, I know this okay. the France national. This was the France national team, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what team does he play for? Is, is he in the NBL or is he like? Oh no, he is playing. He's playing overseas in the FIBA World Championships right now. He's... Okay, one second. I have all of them penned. All these guys um... from France are playing overseas. 
only reason I asked is because like I want to see more. So I was like, are we going to be able to? Is some guy we going to get to look at again? He's playing on JL Berg Basket in the France Pro A League right now, but he's right now they're playing FIBA Bowl, so there's a chance we might be able to see him again. Okay. Well, yeah. I will talk okay. about, yeah. He's one of those guys um, that's like going to be a great three and D, but he just has like that one. You know, he's just, you haven't been able to see him truly like mm-hmm. um, attack the closeout. So you, that's yeah. something that's going to be a worry for him. But I do yeah. see that he is going to be like that's the kind of player that he's going to be molded out to be. Um, he's going to mm-hmm. be the type of guy who can really knock down those shots. He might even get like an escape dribble um, and be able to um, be able to just knock down. But the biggest, the biggest problem he's going to have is going to be with his handle and i I can always be um you know worked on Mm -hmm. it can be worked on even with the coaches if he you know if he gets drafted it can get worked on with the coaches there it can be worked on with the coaches you know in fbl is that what it's called um the the france basketball league yeah basically he plays on the jbl on that team oh the jbl yeah okay okay jbl berg jbl berg okay so yeah that, yeah, like I said, I, I do love his jumper. Um, I think that yeah, he's just it's just really just gonna be just a couple things that he needs to work on. But mm-hmm. I can see like I can see like maybe a, a late first round pick to yeah. an early second round pick. That's normally where they fall at. Yeah, agreed. All right, you ready to kick it to the next guy? Let's go. Next man up is Melvin Ahensia. He's six foot seven from France. Played in the same game as the rest of these guys. You know what I mean? He is um, really, really strong and athletic. He can definitely get to the rim really easily. Um, what I really do like about his game is he's also a very good defender. He's a really good on ball. Um, he does a really good job in those situations. And I definitely feel like there is some flashes of shot creation to buy into. You know what I mean? You did see some step back threes um, and things of that nature. Uh, but it just looks very raw in the footwork and how it looks when he shoots it. It doesn't look super polished. It just looks like something that's kind of growing in his game. So it's going to be a really interesting question mark to see if he's going to be able to do that more consistently. Because then maybe he'll he'll change up his uh, my views on him. But... He's he's a really tough guy to scout because he's a really tough guy to get put your finger on because his game is not very fluid in the skill side, but he's very fluid athletically, defensively, and with his physical body. So I have a late first round grade on him as well, twenty six to thirty. I think he's definitely somebody that you could take a chance on and see how he develops late in the first round. So that's my take on Melvin Ahensia. Yeah, I, w- I would give like a late, a late first round as well. I would say more like he's not as as a, as of a polished player as I would like mm-hmm. him to be to go into the draft. Um, you know, but he does have some of the skills. It's just that he just needs to really pin down what he truly wants to be as a player if he's going to be more, you know, because he has athletic gifts. So you will be able to see him like, you know, defend and do things like that athletically. But you just want to see more is more yeah. maybe more of his offensive capability to kind of try to pin that down and see if like he could be a really good ball handler. Like yeah. kind of he's kind of just in that he's kind of floating around in like that. Um, How do I put it? Um, Like in a limbo kind of because he hasn't truly really yeah. pinned down any particular skill. That's why mm-hmm. we, that's why I would have him late is because I don't really I can't really like 
pinpoint like okay he's gonna be great at this but yeah. not so great at this like he's kind yeah. of like in limbo right now for me yeah so i would say late 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 first round will be will be great will be a great great spot for him okay sounds good you're to kick it to the next guy let's go all right next game up is the only nbl game we watch is gonna be bobby clipman versus aj johnson so this is the second game we've seen both of those guys we'll talk about bobby clipman first you know, six foot ten power forward from the NBL. Second like we've watched of him, he still guards the perimeter really well. Um, he definitely still shows flashes of that. Last game in his first game, he showed more flashes of defending the rim. But I would definitely say this game, he was more tentative defending the rim. He definitely seemed like he wasn't as forceful in understanding that he's six ten in this game. It was very odd to watch. Um, he just there's moments in time where he's underneath the rim and there's somebody going in driving to him. It's six ten. You can probably block, have a chance of blocking that shot or putting a really good contest on the shot. There's no reason to take a charge, right? There's no reason to kind of not really be committed to defending that rim at the height of six ten. Um, in the rare situations that he is, um, I saw less cutting than I did last in the first game as well. Uh, yeah, I still think that he can definitely still be a very good role player, but I did see issues where again uh, he wasn't playing like he was six foot ten offensively as well because he was very passive attacking the rim and it led to multiple turnovers where he's about to be at the rim about to have his chance to finish, but he passes out of it and kind of panics and it leads to a turnover. And, you know, again, he's six foot ten and a very good athlete and very strong. There shouldn't be any issues finishing at the rim in theory. Right. So it just he looked weird this game. It, it wasn't as high level as it was the first game, in my personal opinion. Um, so I have him a little lower. I have him at the 15 to 20 range. I mean, he's still going to be a nice three and D power forward but you're not as sold as you used to be on his ability to attack closeouts and be a secondary rim defender. Cause this guy doesn't realize that he's six ten, really strong and really athletic. Then, you know, what's the point of having those gifts? Um, so right now that's where I have Bobby Clement. It was an odd game. So what do you think about him? Oh yeah. I, I agree there because okay. he looked, he looked more of the, I mean like, yeah, the first game was like, we were kind of high on him. But I will say that he still looked pretty pedestrian. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Wasn't really cutting as much. He kind of was just watching the ball a lot. Um, he wasn't as active defensively. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I wasn't seeing anything. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, he can be a consistent defender. Game for game for game. Wasn't seeing anything like that. Um, and then, on top of that, it just seemed like he was being Bobby Clitman. I mean, like, we kind of knew what he was. You said it before, was that he doesn't know. You know, I mean, like last time we talked about him, he's like, he just, he's going to be a, he's either going to shoot, he's going to defend. And that's literally all he's going to do. He's not really going to do too much. I was saying earlier that I wanted to see him develop a post game of some sort. And it's just never going to happen. I'm seeing that it's never going to happen. He's he's never going to get that far. And that's kind of what was shown during this game was just that he can, he can be pretty consistently inconsistent. Um, Yeah. And what and and he's really stuck in like okay I'll just do this and be good at this but I'm not gonna do anything else and it's like yeah. to be six ten to have that kind of build where you kind of like have a bigger frame like that and yeah. not really use it is just a waste of is a waste of body and height yeah true it's truly a waste of body and height so I would go I would go lower I would say 
maybe like 21 to 24. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit lower than that, maybe like 25, 30, just because like, I just, I mean, I will have to see maybe just one more game and truly pin him down truly. Because mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he can be game by game, but you can't go game by game. Everybody has an yeah. off night, but you can't, but if I see this again, then I'm going to be like, okay, he's going to be like a late first round, early yeah. second round pick. If Makes that, sense. because he's not going to really show up mm-hmm. consistently night by night. And that's yeah. what you need a role player to do. You need a role player who's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready to kick it to the last guy on the list? Let's go. All right, last man up is A.J. Johnson, um, 6'5 point guard. He's playing for the Illahara Hawks. This is the second game we watched of him. Sadly, there's just not enough tape to really get, give a takeaway from this game. Um, yeah. You know, still the same thing as last time, a good defender, athletic with the ball in his hands. Um, you're still waiting to see if he can prove that he can be a good passer to even play the point guard position. It's tough. You know what I mean? He probably should have went to a different team because it seems like the Ilahara Hawks have a lot of really great older guards on their team that he just cannot get touches from. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's my take on AJ Johnson. What do you think about AJ Johnson? Yeah, I disagree. Like, yeah, we could see enough. Can't see yeah. anything to truly like be like, oh, he's a great passer. He's a good. He could be a good point guard in the NBA because we haven't seen anything. He plays like he averages like seven minutes, I think, or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And it's like when he's on the court. I mean, you're like, okay, cool. And then like next thing you know, he's off the court, and you're like, well, where did he go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they they got guys that are really good scorers and passers there that are the guard position. So it's just hard for him to see him in the ball and what's his ball in his hands. I mean, I've yeah, probably that, seen, like, one or two pick-and-rolls at most right now. Yeah, and I'm just trying to yeah. figure out, like, is it because, like, they are older? Or is there something that we're not seeing that the coach is seeing? And that's why he's not getting his opportunities? Yeah, I think it's I think it's because of the talent that's on the team, the not talent, the guard position. Okay. I mean, that one guy on that team had, like, a 30-ball this game in the NBL. Yeah. Yeah, the guy it. that had the game Still. winner, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say? Mm, no. Okay, guys. Well, this is going to be the end of the Pick and Roll podcast. So basically, next week, we have all of our watching planned out. So I'll give you guys a little intro, a little little teaser of what's going on next week. Um, next week, we're going to be watching Tijuan, Tijuane. Man, that's a tough name to say. Saloon69. Yeah. Uh, he's also from France, but he played on the U18 team, not that U19 team. He's projected lottery pick. Six foot nine. We're also going to be watching Nolan Tor Traore again, French guy. Don't expect me to get these names right. Six four point guard. He's supposed to be like a borderline second round draft pick. And then we got uh, the Perth versus the Thirty Sixers, which is basically going to watch Sar play against Trenton Flowers. And then we're going to also watch um, Nikola Topic. And Nikola Drusik play in the ABL, ABA League. And that's going to be really fun to watch. And we have a lot of really good games next week, man. So, um, and we also have AJ Johnson and Labrack Obrick from the Illahara Hawks is moving up in the late second round draft picks. So we're going to be watching a lot of games next week and we're going to be giving you really good breakdowns. 
You're ready. Yeah. Also, congratulations. College basketball starts on the, the 6th. This is the, the first. The, we're recording this on 11-1. So in five days, college basketball starts. We're going to be heading into college basketball season. The Julie starts on the 10th. So I'm going to be giving you guys some different viewpoints on the scouting pretty soon. We're going to be scouting college basketball quickly here. So uh, you have anything else you want to say, Chris? Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm Jason Collins, and we're the Pick and Roll Podcast. Peace out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.